0: going on everybody this is the big show we are your hosts ethan and the beloved Corey versina oh the man the myth the legend oh that's so sweet and we are bringing <laughs> the two of us are bringing you the show this week um sans alex
1: sad sad it's sad you know typical i think this is the first show alex has missed you know what, yes, it is, I, is yeah, it, we and it's the playoff show. he's really going to miss the playoff show. I mean, family's not that important. no, come on, not at all. I mean we've all we've all we all see family all of the time, right? I mean, come on,
0: we could oh, wait, we all have family, oh, wait, some people
1: don't, I really shouldn't say that so no, no, no we we with Alex not here, we could really take this show completely off oh. the rails. Go so off the rip,
0: people. If you're listening, like, just expect this show to be a little more reckless, okay? Should we? Take he is the real? core. He is, he is the structure. So you're gonna get, you're gonna, you're gonna get the two of us letting loose today. Should probably we gonna get into a, a couple of arguments. Yeah, we're going to for oh, sure. We're sweet.
1: Going to. all about that.
0: <laughs> okay, so Corey, yes, that's real me. quick. This Saturday, the Big Ten has. Not one, but two teams competing in the playoff, looking right down the barrel of a possible berth in the national championship game. Just give me your quick initial thoughts. Like, how are you feeling? Like, as a Big Ten fan, how does it make you feel?
1: Well, we might finally get some respect from, you know, the big dogs in the conference if they show out this weekend. Um, cause everyone, we're going to have to wait until we
0: add other teams for that to happen. Well,
1: I, it, it's dude, it just, it just doesn't, the big 10 just doesn't get its to do. Listen, but if, if these two teams show out or even if one of them shows out and it's like, okay, mm. the, the the elite of the big 10 are for real. And that's kind of what's on the stake on at stake here. True. Um, or I guess True. maybe not so much for Ohio state. Cause they've been there before they've won in the college football playoff. Um, but to see yeah. somebody else outside of the scarlet and gray appear in a national title game would be multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Would be, yeah. would be well appear in the playoff multiple times. Correct. But then make it past because the, there's, this is what Michigan's only the second big 10 team to make it into the college football playoff twice besides Ohio right. state. Um, and they have not won a playoff game either. So, mm. um, It'll be really cool to see. I don't know how well Ohio State matches up with Georgia, and I think we're both in agreement that Michigan will match up very well against TCU. Um, but you still got to play the games. That's why That's why you have them. That's why you mm-hmm. hype up these matchups, especially on New Year's Eve. And uh, we get to see some pretty exciting football this weekend, and that's what I'm pumped about. And hey, listen, Duggan – There's a reason
0: why he was a Heisman candidate. Yes. Okay. He was really, really good all year long. Okay. He he carried that team when they needed him. The and we'll get into more of it deeper into the show. But the biggest question mark for me moving into that Michigan TCU game is how well can TCU really play in the trenches Mm -hmm. with Michigan? Because I think. I think it's an aspect of the game where we might see some big mismatches. And when you've got NFL players going against college players, we talk about that all the time on this show, or at least I do. When you've got NFL caliber players going up against college players, you start to see some big holes. You start to see, you know, pressure, those types of things. We'll get more into it a little later, but I just wanted to throw that little teaser out there. Real quick, let's make the switch over to National Signing Day Correct. Because that has come and gone. Um, we're, I'm just going to throw a, a few of the rankings out at you. I'm not going to give every team's ranking for National Signing Day. That's, I, I mean, come on. Like, we all understand that the rankings aren't the gospel. I mean, look what Michigan has done with, you know, they have zero top fives in the last how many years? Yeah, but they've they've the consistently been
1: in the top 20.
0: Right. So we understand that the rankings aren't gospel. Anyways, of the worst team in the Big Ten at number 70 was Indiana. No. And I don't think that came to, as surprise to anybody. No. Um, man, I, I was I was kind of hoping for more from the Boilermakers down at 67. Just and, and listen, they got a coaching change going on. I get it. Probably had a lot of decommitments. I'm not going to lie. I have not paid a ton of attention to it but when you have a coaching change you get decommitted. Yes, it's just what happens so i'm sure that's kind of what's going on same thing with wisconsin down at 57 um and then you've got one that i'm kind of surprised about is illinois at 47 they do crack the top 50 honestly thought there was a chance that they could get a little bit higher but still being illinois and having a top 50 class I, i mean It's not anything to write home about. That is not what I'm trying to say. But I look for that number to try and crawl
1: into the 30s next year. Mm -hmm. What say you? Uh, For Illinois, I feel like they should have gotten that this year. I mean, what Brett Beal. Okay.
0: So we're we're on the same page there. Well, what Beal did
1: in just a short period of time. I mean, Illinois, for all intents and purposes, should have won the West but they just collapsed yep. after that, and they had the talent to do so. But to not be at the top with some of the – I mean, Northwestern is ahead of them.
0: Yeah, 39, Northwestern, which, it, like, come on, Illinois. That's bad. We got to be better than that. Yeah. Northwestern didn't have – Nebraska down at 28, no surprise there. Honestly, surprised, kind of surprised that they made it into the top 30 with having a coaching change. Um, and that could still change. I mean, you could still get kids decommitting. You could still get more kids committing. So, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Michigan state at 25. Um, let, let, let's pause on Michigan state for just a second. Um, and, and, and we do this because of the fact that Michigan state went out and gave Mel Tucker, one of the biggest contracts in college football, So I want to make this very clear when, at least when I do, when I talk about Michigan state and I talk about Mel Tucker and I talk about expectations, it's because my expectations are very high for that program. And I expect Michigan state to start recruiting in the top 15 annually with Mel Tucker. Sure. And I understand that they were never that um, when D'Antoni was there. When D'Antonio was there, it, it, they relied on turning three stars into four and five stars, and he was phenomenal at that. I mean, we saw what he was able to do in his prime at MSU. With Mel Tucker, it's different. Mel Tucker is making God-tier money. Like, he is making top echelon money for college football. So when you have somebody who's making that kind of money – and you had the season that you had last year, and it came into what you ended up having this year at 5-7, and you expect a big turnaround next year. Mm -hmm. If I'm an MSU fan, I'm like, I have to see eight wins next season. Must. And that isn't like, I'm not asking for the world, okay? Like, when you ask for eight wins at a program like MSU, I don't think you're asking for much.
1: Well, especially with but, how much faith you've put in your head coach as well, and I think
0: well with with them being down at twenty five, it's just it's a little worrisome for me, and I I really really think that you you've got to start cracking the top twenty, like that 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 should have happened this year. Like let's be honest that that should have happened. They've got tons, they have boosters there that are well clearly. I, I mean, you got this thinking owner of United Wholesale Mortgage pumping money into that football program. That's true. So I I really think that Michigan State is at a crux right now. And if you're Mel Tucker, you've got two seasons. Like you have next year and the year after. And the year after next, you better be threatening to win the Big Ten. Do
1: you think the tunnel incident hurt recruiting a little bit?
0: No. No, I don't. No, I don't I don't think that hurt recruiting. I, I honestly I think the way that Mel handled it like was was totally fine. I was perfectly fine with the way Mel Tucker handled it. Yeah, situation. I thought, they did I thought well. he handled Yeah, I thought he handled it really, really well. Um so then so we'll move on from Michigan State. Um Michigan at 17, I mean, you're still seeing the effects of what ended up happening with Harbaugh almost leaving for the NFL last year, mm-hmm. like just, it, it hurts, man. It freaking hurts. And we're both Michigan fans. And you are talking about a team that went to the playoff this last year and it is undefeated and in the playoff this year. And you have the 17th ranked recruiting class in the country. I, I And I understand how well they're doing in the transfer portal, but man, I, to me, and listen, results are on the field are all that matter. And I will be the very first person to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I care about what happens on the football field, but man, number 17, something about that just doesn't sit very well with me. I agree. And I expected more. I expected, I expected Michigan to, to find their way into the top. I think once you crack the top 10, like you've got a really, really good recruiting class, but to not make it in there um, really hurts. In in so far, just just so we're, we're, we're being honest here, the projected rankings for the 2024 classes for MSU and for Michigan, both way better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Both way better than where they are right now. Michigan has a projected top five class for 2024. So if they keep going down the path that they're on, they're going to have a nasty recruiting class in 2024. But disappointed with seeing them at 17. Uh, Penn State at 14. I don't have much to say about it. I think that's kind of what I expect from them. Um, they always recruit well. They, yeah, they 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 really do. Uh, top fifty, another top fifteen class, and then Ohio State has fallen down to six. Um, I saw a, on a couple of different sites they were as low as ten. Wow. They lost. Uh, they lost. I know they lost. I mean, they lost the number one quarterback in the country. So obviously, ouch. <laughs> that that doesn't feel great. Um, and then I saw that they had lost a couple of other recruits as well. I'm, I am by no means saying there's something going on. They have, listen, they have a top six class in the country. Okay. So, um, but just something to keep an eye on and obviously still great job. Ryan day, very good recruiter. So those are your, those are your big 10 national signing day recruiting rankings. Any final thoughts on that, Corey?
1: Uh, again, bummed to see Purdue so low. Uh, especially after their title appearance. And I I get it. I mean, we've talked about coaching changes. That hurts recruiting all of the time. But still, you're...
0: Honestly, I give them them a pass because of that. I really do. I I think the fact that you move into... You're moving into a new coach, and you are not an upper echelon No, you're not. Like, you're not. And yes, you went to the Big Ten championship game. But let's be realistic. You were nowhere near Michigan's talent level no I mean they played with them for the first half so did everyone this season with Michigan okay like everybody and then you got curb stomped in the second half just like everyone else Michigan has played so right it, but- it, it, you're just they're not that tier of a team so I, I I can accept it when they lose their head coach it will be very nice to see them move into like a top 30 situation maybe next year which could be
1: possible Given, yeah. I I think the players that, with the
0: transfer portal, man, with the transfer portal, like tons of opportunities to get to grab like kids who have already have a year of experience under their belt, didn't get to play a ton, but they're at that three, maybe close to four star level. You got to go out there and you got to find those gems. Well, that's what like you, that's what you Purdue really just did. Really they do. got
1: Hudson Card in the transfer portal, um, and I think that's yeah. a great fit for them and a, an experienced quarterback that can slide in and then help you with some of those big pieces that you do have. Cause Maccabee is now a scholarship athlete. That was the first thing that Ryan Walters did. He was like, I had no clue yeah. that you were a walk-on, but you're not anymore. So here's a scholarship. And Everybody was like, Oh, yeah. woo. so like all the cool, like coaching yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> so like to see Purdue a little bit higher next year. I'm really surprised at how low Illinois is given the recent success that they've had, but also to note yeah. the top, four Big Ten recruiting classes all from the East. Nebraska is the first one out of the West, and they are the number 28th class in the nation. So, uh, there's still a very wide talent gap.
0: Um, I very much expect Nebraska and Wisconsin to start creeping up into that, especially with their their new coaching life. Now, I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna derail us for just a second here because we're about to talk about um Wisconsin, who has one of the new hires. But I'm gonna flip over to Matt Rule. Some of the comments that have been coming out of Matt Rule, like, <laughs> you gotta tone it down, dude. You cannot be tone deaf when it comes to NIL. And he sounds real tone deaf. Well, he's when it comes to
1: NIL. He's been like, out of the game for it. he's been out of the game for what, four seasons, or has it been less than that?
0: Yeah. What well, since nils become a thing?
1: Well, no, because he was at Baylor, and then he went to the NFL, was... and then he yeah. came back. So he has a, yeah. He's got to get. I, I'm surprised he doesn't have somebody like in his ear. Like, hey, Matt, you need to. Hey, don't say that. Need, you you need, hey, hey, hey shut sh- up. Sh-
0: shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Hey, hey, Matt. We're Nebraska. We have a lot of money. Our alumni only care about one thing, oh, and it's oh. our football team, because it, we live in Lincoln, Nebraska. There's
1: nothing here. There's,
0: there is corn. Is, there is corn that, and football. Okay. It. Okay. And there's, when the, when the corn <laughs> stops growing, we play football. Okay, pumpkin. All right. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> shh, you shut your little mouth. You shut your little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what somebody needs to be saying to him. Okay. So anyways, let's move over to Wisconsin. And the weirdest thing I have ever seen happened in this game. Luke Fickle actually coached in this game for Wisconsin, just came in, and coaches in the bowl. I've never seen it before, Corey. Please, please help me. I've, I've never seen And they won. I, they won. I was
1: shocked. So good for them. Well, even, even weirder, the interim coach was still coaching there. He went back to defensive coordinator <laughs> and, and let Luke Fickle have the ring. That is the strangest thing because like I've I feel like I have seen like uh no, Marcus Freeman last year he coached uh Notre Dame in their bowl game. um but that's kind of a different thing because Brian Kelly got the heck out of there like like oh, was yeah. the coach one day and then the next day was not. It wasn't like this process of like yeah i'm no. I'm entertaining. no, he was like, uh see ya and texted the players and left. So that I understand. I have never seen. An in or a brand new hire get into the program, and then also with the interim guy still there.
0: <laughs> weird man, <It> so <laughs> really, weird. really weird.
1: Hey, but but like, okay,
0: let's let's be honest. Like, you're taking a huge risk because you're you you're only a three point favorite in the game, mm-hmm. and then if you lose, technically, your career has started off with a loss. And it's in a bowl game? Yeah. Like, but he went out there and he won the game. Like, that's – up. I got to give kudos to Luke Fickle. Like, it's so, so weird to me that he coached for Wisconsin in this game. And I had no idea it was going to happen. But, hey, it worked out and they got the dub. And, like, you want to talk about rallying troops and possibly, like, kids who might leave – being able to coax them into staying, how about coming and coaching them in a bowl game and you win? Yeah. And then you get to go into that post-game locker room. I mean, that's, hey.
1: <laughs> well, that's exactly that's what happened with uh, their quarterback, Wolf. He's like, you know what? I'm actually going to stay here at Wisconsin and not transfer the heck out of here. Yeah. So yep. you gained a you pre- pretty pivotal <laughs> position. Yeah. Um, So you have that. And then also kudos to uh, Luke Fickle for being like aware of the situation around him. He invited Jim Leonard up on stage, you know, for the trophy ceremony or whatever, and like gave him props. It's like, Hey, this guy, you know, like was riding the storm, you know, before, you know, I got here. So, and, you know, is a legend in the Wisconsin, you know, football program. Um, So, Kudos yeah. to him for not being tone deaf. Um, Kind of ballsy to coach in the game. Very, um, very. I would really like to see if somebody had like coached in two bowl games. Cause like Cincinnati played earlier. Right. And they had hot. He, he did not coach in this game. I know that for a fact. Cause I watched the no. game. Um, But I want that. Like that's some total sickos committee football. Like, you get hired on someplace else, but you're, you coach. You finish off. Yeah. You coach a
0: dub for your last game at that place. And then you come in and you coach that bowl game and you coach a dub
1: again. That would be like if Deion Two and Sanders, bowl games in one year. Oh, yeah. That would be like if Deion Sanders won uh, the game at Jackson State and then Colorado was somehow bowl eligible and then he coached them too because that game was after. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So we're going to move on. And we're going to do a quick little segment. It's a fun one. And it's where we answer your fan questions. So let's move into this. I'm ready. We've got a few good ones on here. We're not going to ask all of them. We actually got quite a few this week. So we're not going to Hold ask on, can all Can I say
1: something? Sure. So every time, every time these questions pop up, I always ask, how's your mom doing? And Alex has mentioned this before. Fun fact, I actually saw Alex's mom today at the mall. So she's doing well. <laughs> okay,
0: great. That's awesome. So happy. Right? I, I know you needed okay, to know Okay, so that. First, for, first question goes back to something that we were actually talking about a little bit earlier. Um, why isn't U of M's success on the field translating to non-portal recruiting? And that is a great, really, really good question. And I honestly think it does still stem from, like I said earlier, I think it stems from Harbaugh. Okay, there, there's two things that I'm going to mention here. And these are the two biggest factors in my mind. Harbaugh almost leaving to go to the NFL. I think that was a massive, massive blow to recruiting. And then number two, you replaced everyone as a coordinator. And those are the people that kids sign to come like to a program to get coached by is your offensive and your defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's specific to a unit and Michigan's turnover at the recruiting. I mean, you have a new OC this year, you have a new DC this year and you have a head coach who almost left for the NFL. So, um, I do expect it to tick up, but I think that those are the reasons why. And then it it also stems from, um, I think you you also do have just a little bit of like they're a little bit behind the times. I mean, they still got to get deeper into NIL. They got to get better with that kind of stuff, um, and you got to start offering kids big bucks. But they've started. I mean, that. Start throwing. They have, but I mean, JJ McCarthy's getting a lot. Oh my gosh, a lot of money. Well, yeah. For those of you who don't know.
1: J.J. McCarthy makes lots of money. Yeah, he donated thirty thousand of it to Children's
0: Hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> if you have money.
1: 30K, if
0: you have thirty thousand dollars to donate, you making some cash, homie. Ooh. So uh, Blake Corum also huge. He's a super generous guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and he donates tons of money. So that is my reasoning, Corey. Do you have anything to add?
1: I mean, I would agree with that. Um, there's, there's always been the conversation of not promoting the NIL initiatives um, because, like, what Michigan was doing was good, but it wasn't groundbreaking and it wasn't really differentiated uh, from some of the other bigger programs uh, that had success uh, in the early stages of NIL. Um, so I think now that you're seeing, I mean, like the, the what is it, the athletic department had, he was, like, emailing out all of, like, boosters, uh, fans, beat writers, any any prominent person in the Michigan, like, athletics, like, circle. It's like, hey, here's all of our NIL stuff. Here's how you can donate to it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Michigan's now finally going to take this seriously. So that's just the beginning stages of it. So it yeah. took a long time for them to kind of get their feet wet. Um, and now I think you – I mean, you're right with Harbaugh at least solidifying him being here another year um, and maybe, hopefully, some consistency in this offensive and defensive coordinator positions that will make recruits a little bit more comfortable in committing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so this one, man, this is from my absolute favorite fan of the show. (laughs) It is my wife. My wife. (laughs) <laughs> she says, will any of you go to the national championship game if Michigan is in it?
1: Am I allowed to sell my kidney? Mm, yes. And can I say that sure. on, on the air? If anybody knows a good salesman to, or to cut my kidney out and then sell it, let me know in the comments below. Because... I think you can get like way more than a Michigan ticket's
0: worth for a kidney. I think you can get like 30k for oh, a kidney, kidney.
1: I don't need I don't need it, right? Uh, I mean, if the other one goes bad, and you ain't got any left. I'll just then I'll I'll, I'll you know what? I'll put it on a layaway. I'll I'll loan it to somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds like I yeah, That's that's going to be I like, would definitely
1: try. It would be very financially irresponsible, so, but I talked to her today,
0: and jokingly was like, "So I'm in two Super Bowls for fantasy football, mm-hmm. and if I were to win both of them, I would I would make enough money that I could do it, that I could that I could buy a flight, buy a ticket, buy a hotel. Do you? And it would it would take all of that money to cover it, but I could do it. I'd go with you, but I'm not." But I'm not. Aww, <laughs> that's dumb. yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna greenlight that one. Okay, so next, um, we'll do. We'll do two more. Next, non, OSU, U of M, Big Ten champ,
1: Indiana. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, probably Iowa. No. No. No, Unless we're talking, you know what? Yeah, never mind. Uh Wisconsin, Iowa. I'll go this
0: far. You, you, are you ready for this? Are you going to say USC? I will go this far. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to say something about Iowa. Okay. In the next ten years, Iowa will win zero Big Ten championships. Wow. Zero. That's cool. They will not win one. Wow. You have you have UCLA and USC coming into the West. And it's going to be divisionless, I understand, at that point. Iowa is going to fall off the face of the earth into the ether. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Iowa, I have no faith in you. And the fact that Kurt Ferentz and his old raggedy self is still your head coach. (laughs) And Forget about NIL. Like, who's paying kids to go play at Iowa? That's the answer to the question. Did you hear that long pause right there? Don't edit out that long pause right there. Corey, leave that in because that's the people paying kids to go play. Some football
1: other, some happy. other corn uh, farmers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my answer, my answer to the question would be, I honestly, oh man, I really want to say Nebraska, but I think Fickle kind of has a, a head, a little bit of a head start. Yes. In Wisconsin. Oh, and I just, I mean, we know how I feel about Penn State. I, mean, I just, no. Can I answer no I'll one? Say, I'll one. say, <laughs> no, 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 come on. Um, My, okay, so my honest answer, I'll give you two teams who I think could, do. I'll give you one from the East and one from the West. My team from the West, as much as I want to say Nebraska. It's oh, got to be Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to say Wisconsin from the West. And then from the East, I'll say Michigan State. Because I do, I think, I think that the high end of what Mel Tucker can accomplish at Michigan State is super high. I think it's Michigan. I think it's what Michigan is doing right now. He'll do it in a completely different way. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think he could be like an annual Big Ten championship contender in an annual playoff contender so i will say mel tucker for the east and luke fickle in wisconsin for the west cool yeah who's your east if you had to pick a team from the east give me a team
1: uh man knowing i guess kind of what (laughs) i know about michigan state um Penn State recruits so well. One of these years, they have to hit, right? They've got—they're not going to lose. I knew you were going to pick they're, them. They're not going to lose to both Michigan and Ohio State for the next ten years or whatever this range is going to be. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah. see that happening. Um, Michigan State, I think, is more in a make or break part of their uh, program than most people think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily it's like a very easy fix. Um, and at least Penn State has had sustained success of beating teams they should, and they just haven't been able to yeah. get over the hump of beating teams that they can. You, you get what I'm saying? Right. Your
0: Iowa take is trash, though. Uh,
1: well, you know what? I, I love my boy, Cade, even though he's... All right. I'm going to give
0: a quick shout-out to Lord Liam really quick okay. from Instagram. And he asked, which we kind of already talked about, he asked... Thoughts on Chase Wolf changing his mind and deciding to use his COVID year at Wisconsin. Obviously, huge for Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot to do with Luke Fickle. Yeah. And I, I think Fickle was like, "Hey, dude, like we're 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 going to be good quick, yeah. So like, please stay, and you can help us take it to that next level. I, I would not be surprised if Wisconsin won ten games next season, sure. including bowl game." I would not be surprised they, if if they go up in ten. They games.
1: just have sustained. Wisconsin has always been good. They've they've had sustained they will, success. Oh, here,
0: here, okay. I know the people want the hot takes, so I'll give them one. Wisconsin will be better than Iowa next year. I don't feel like that. Wisconsin will have a better record than Iowa next year.
1: I, I don't feel like that. That's that hot of a take though.
0: Wisconsin will beat Iowa next year. Okay, but, yeah. Iowa's bad. I feel like I just rag on Iowa a lot, which is fine because I don't like them. (laughs) They're kind of like a mini Michigan, except they got stuck in like, they got stuck in just being bad. (laughs) Like Michigan actually got better and Iowa just doesn't. Michigan was bad
1: for a a
0: period of time. Okay. Harbaugh has been at Michigan for like a minute. Kurt Ferrance has been at Iowa for since you and I were born. Since I was pooping okay. my pants, <laughs> like he has been there. They just got it's time to move on. Okay, this is not the Petrino era. Or I'm sorry, what's the guy's
1: name? Why
0: am I drawing a blank right now? The Penn State coach forever. Yeah,
1: uh, wow. I can't.
0: Is this really happening to us right now? It's, it's not Patrino. Paterno, Paterno.
1: Paterno. Joe Paterno.
0: Paterno. Joe Paterno.
1: Thank you. Are we allowed to talk about thank him? you, Thank you.
0: Yes, we're allowed to talk about him. He coached a football team in the Big Ten for, uh, I don't know, 40 decades? 40 I mean, decades. <laughs> goodness gracious. Uh, He'd coach him from his grave if he could. Well, he might be. Too many people have pooped on it. It's covered in like
1: <laughs> a layer of poop. Oh, my God. I mean, he deserves oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> All right, anyways. We're moving on. Yeah, we're, we have we're, to move
1: on. now.
0: we digress. All right, so let's get serious. No, and let's get into. I don't want to. We'll we'll do the picks. I want to be so at the at the end. Okay. We will do the picks at the end. I, I'm I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not going to give a ton of time to these other bowl games. We've got two Big Ten teams in the playoff. Like, that's what we're going to be talking about here. So if you came to hear about. Maryland first, NC State, or where we ain't gonna diagnose it for you. We'll pick it.
1: We'll pick it at the end. I'll diagnose it for you.
0: No, yeah, I will.
1: I'm gonna do it. So
0: I'm gonna do it. So let's hop into the. Which game do you want to talk about first? You know what? Let's let's hop. Let's hop right in to Ohio State Georgia because this game, I think, has the potential. To be a very close game. And reason being, Georgia has not played anybody this season with the offensive firepower that Ohio State has. And I think when you look at what LSU... and, And listen, it was one game LSU lit up in the passing department but they've had a long time to plan for this game. And I think that honestly, I think that Ohio state, the more I think about it, the more I feel like Ohio state has a chance. And listen, you're only like, what is it? Is it six and a half point dog in this game?
1: Uh, so I think it's more. I yeah, it's six and six and a half. Oh, okay. No, it's six and a
0: half. And so I, I, I just want to dive right into this this Ohio State Georgia game uh, and give me give me your initial thoughts. What do you think?
1: So, it it seems from most of the college football world, I mean Georgia, Georgia has developed into I don't want to say a juggernaut, but pretty close to it right now. I mean, they've been dominant in every stretch of the means. They've played down to their opponents as we've seen from Missouri, Kent State. I think they struggled with Akron as well um however um that's what happens that's what happens when
0: you have 33 players go to the draft
1: that, you, you know what that that does happen that way um i would like to get that to that point with one of my teams that would be kind of fun however i digress on that point the common weakness that i've been hearing from most like sec people is that georgia's secondary isn't necessarily the is probably their biggest weakness um but on a team that is tough to beat and takes care of business like how how weak is that weakness really going to be however if you're ohio state you're probably salivating at that because you have the best wide receiving room in the nation i think that's pretty safe to say right now as well marvin harrison although was slowed down in the Michigan-Ohio State game, still got a touchdown. You know, still mm-hmm. reached pay dirt. Um, and C.J. Stroud is... Still had over 100 yards. Did he? Didn't he? I think he might have. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. so, you containing him is 100 yards and a score. That's... Kudos, kudos to Marvin Harrison because that is ridiculous.
0: I mean, he's an NFL player.
1: Absolutely. Like that, that- Absolutely.
0: He is... He- that's what happens when you put
1: NFL players against college players. And, and Georgia's got some NFL players on the defensive side of the ball, just maybe not Ooh. as many uh, on, uh, you know, in their secondary. So Listen, they're tight ends.
0: Yeah. Georgia's tight. Like, you saw what Colston Loveland did against OSU on a few different plays, and, like, they haven't been great against tight ends all year at OSU um good luck yeah
1: cuz that, that Bowser that,
0: kid man, yeah. is
1: Holy is, cow a, is not a kid he is a man he's 19 years old and he could groan he fella. could he could take my lunch my lunch money the next day and then also just you know beat me up uh, and uh yeah it would it would not be a close fight whatsoever so if if ohio state can attack Georgia's biggest weakness. I think they have a shot. However, if you put, I don't want to say this like arrogantly, CJ Stroud under pressure is a completely different quarterback. And I would yeah. have to imagine that Georgia's, you know, defensive line is going to pressure mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. And CJ
0: Stroud played very good against Michigan, but you saw what happened when he was under duress. And, and it, listen, with Michigan, it, Always is the second half of the game. They make a halftime adjustment. They figure out what you're doing and they get pressure. Um, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody when I say this. Georgia's a really, really well coached team. So they're going to do the same thing. Like they are going to dial up some zone blitzes. They're going to dial up man blitzes. They're going to come off of just one side of the line, especially like Ohio State has to avoid in this game third and long. You can't. You have to set the tone with the run game early, because if you're playing at third and seven, third and six, third and nine, like all that type of stuff, forget you are done. Like it's not happening. So as much as I understand Ohio State, it needs to rely on their passing game. And I do think that passing on first down for them is going to be key. The run game is going to be you have to keep yourself at third and manageable. It's something that really needs to happen in this game. And honestly, I think the biggest key in this game is going to be whether or not Ohio State's defense can get off the field against Georgia. And and it's funny because last year, I feel like we were saying the same thing about Michigan against Ohio State, and obviously they were able to do it. But you've got to hold Georgia to field goals, and you've got to make them punt. And I understand it's not going to happen a ton, and Georgia's going to get their points. But this is a game where, if you are Ohio State, you, there's going to be a couple of times when it's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Georgia got a a six yard gain on first down and a one yard gain on second down, and it, it you know it's it's third and two, third and three, whatever. Like you're going to have to get some stops on those downs." That if you want to win this game in your Ohio State, there's going to be four or five plays where it's third and very manageable for Georgia, and you must get yourself off the field in those situations if you want to win.
1: Personally, I think the only way Ohio State wins this game is if it's a track meet. If they just air it out. No, I disagree.
0: I disagree. I disagree.
1: I, I think that there, I
0: think that there is a world that exists where Ohio State wins this game, but, and call it a track meet if you want, but like thirty to twenty seven, which in in college football standards, not really. But like, I think they could also win the game like twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty six. I don't,
1: I don't see that at all because that would be that would be muscling in. Rough and tough, and I don't think they could do that with Georgia. Simply, I, I-, I don't, I, I, I listen, we're going to get into the picks later,
0: but like, I, do I think Ohio State is going to win this game? No, I, I don't. I think Georgia is going to win, but if you want to map out a way for Ohio State to win this game, I, I do think there's more than one way that you can skin this cat because. Georgia's not the juggernaut that they were last year. And you've seen it in multiple different games. All four teams in the playoff this year have their vulnerabilities, and Georgia is is not exempt from that. So that that's all I'm saying. But I, I mean, that those are my thoughts. Do you have anything to add before we move on to the Michigan TC?
1: What game? happened in Georgia's three biggest games this season? So you have you have you have week one. Against Oregon, non-conference. Oh, uh-huh. well, they slaughtered they, them. It, Oregon did not know how to play football that day because Georgia made them look silly. No. Number two, Tennessee, and they they handled them pretty well too. Number yeah, they did. Number three, say what you want about LSU, they were a top ten team at the time, made LSU look pretty silly in the SEC championship game.
0: Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the reins just a little bit. There were three plays in that game that went Georgia's way that were massive, massive swings. I mean, you had a ball bounce off a dude's helmet or foot or whatever it was, and then it went for a pick six for Georgia. Oh, like okay. That game was out of control, but LSU, LSU was able to move the ball up and down the field against them. Now, against, against Tennessee, you have a much better argument because Tennessee was not able to do that but Tennessee relies on one aspect of the game and that's taking the lid off. And if you can get pressure with just four guys, which Georgia can do, and drop guys into coverage, you take Tennessee you, you you remove Tennessee's ability to win a game. You could say the I, I just well, I think Ohio on, State is a better on. opponent than anyone they've played. Is that is that is that crazy no, for no, me? No, it's to not say crazy that.
1: to think. But I'm just telling you that in the three biggest games of the season, For Georgia they have looked as Mm -hmm. impressive as they have all season for sure and I think they'll win
0: I think Georgia will win this game but I I just do think that there is a there is a world that exists where Ohio
1: State wins this game I mean I think there is too however I just seeing what we saw from the Michigan game with when the game got physical that's when Michigan started to separate themselves, yeah. and you can look well, at, and, there, can look and, at and, and, and listen. Georgia's going to be the most died, physical no. team that they're going to face all year, probably.
0: mo oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, or I mean, if you're talking about offensively and defensively, Michigan's offensive line is the best in the yeah. country. So, I, I mean, if you're if you're putting both sides of the now does does. Georgia have a better defense? Yeah, I think Georgia ha- Georgia has a better defense. But I I also think that there is there, there's there's going to come a breaking point in this game and it's like can Ohio State make that stop? Can Ohio State get that touchdown? You know, and and it felt like there were several against Michigan and every time Michigan made a play and it was just like what is happening? You know, like this is crazy. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Some something is telling me like it's going to be a closer game than we think. I think I think it's going to be a closer game, and we'll see when it comes to the picks. But I might be taking somebody in the points. Whoa! I might be taking myself a six and a half points.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> All right. Let us let us move on to the Maze and Blue taking on. TCU. What you st- see what ah, I did there? I love that. Ooh, a little bit of rhyming for you. Okay, so. Okay. Oh. I, I, have, I have a very strong opinion on this game. So, I'm going to go first. Okay. I, I saw the line when it very first opened after the, the playoff committee announced, and I kept refreshing my DraftKings app to see what the lines would open at. And the Michigan TCU game opened at minus nine. Wow! Ohio State, or I, I'm sorry, oh, minus nine Michigan, yeah. and I think Vegas is just taking everyone's money because that game has gotten bet down to Michigan minus seven and a half, and I I do not think that TCU matches up physically. I don't think so. Either. With Michigan. I would agree with you. I, I, I just... And, Where's and the fireworks? People are agreeing with each understand. other too much. Please understand what I'm about to say because I, I want you to understand that if I thought my team was going to lose, I would tell you I think my team's going to lose. Okay? If I thought Michigan was going to lose to Ohio State, I would have said, I think Michigan's losing to Ohio State. I didn't, and they didn't. <laughs> I think Michigan is... The better team in all three phases than TCU. And if you're betting on TCU, I'm pretty sure Vegas is taking your money. Because they're very rarely wrong. And this game opened at minus nine. And you, the public has bet it down to minus seven and a half. So people are pouring money on TCU. Pouring money on, because they see the sexy player in dug in. And they're like, oh my gosh! I look at him! Toe. Look what he did in that, in that, in that! And, and listen, he's a great player. They're a great team. They've had an unbelievable season. They don't match up. If you watch the film, their their offensive line ain't very good. Max Duggan makes a lot of stuff happen with his feet, and he's going to against yes. Michigan. They're the Michigan they has to a dynamic there.
1: quarterback like him. This year,
0: no, no, nope not not one that can scramble the way he can. I mean, they played against C.J. Stroud, but he's not a scrambler. He's a pocket pocket passer. No, he's a a pocket passer. So, no, they haven't. Um, Aiden O'Connell is the closest thing they've come, I think, to facing somebody like him. But Aiden O'Connell also mostly a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Actually, I think Tonga Valoa is the closest thing they've come to
1: facing, and that he gave him fits.
0: Yeah, and he did, and he gave him fits for the first half. And then in the second half. I'm, I'm telling you, there is there the theme of this game is going to be at halftime, it's going to be some ugly-looking score, and it's going to be probably close. If not, TCU maybe has a lead. And then the second half is going to be physical, pound it, right down your face football, and – I do not think TCL, TCU has the personnel to stand up to what Michigan is going to throw at them. Uh, it, 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 they they don't match up physically. If you look at the weight difference between their offensive and defensive lines, you've got problems. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you've got problems. And look at TCU's numbers against. Um, I'm saying Oh my goodness, I, I I had it pulled up on my phone. TCU's numbers against quarterbacks who have a, a, an arm attached <laughs> to them. Okay? Like quarterbacks that aren't absolute trash, they're they're bad. Okay? TCU is other than Duggan running the football, they forget it. It's not happening. And Barrett is gonna be. I think Barrett's going to line up, and they're just going to say, Barrett, where Duggan goes, you go. You follow that man around the field, and you keep contain. And you're going to see so much. You're going to be like, why is Michigan getting no pressure on the quarterback? But you know what it's going to be? Forcing Duggan to stay in the pocket mm-hmm. all game long, all game long. It's going to be set the edge, set the edge, set the edge, set the edge, set the edge. Set the edge. And they are going to force Duggan to beat him with his arm. I, I just I don't see it happening. I, I really, really don't. And I think and listen, he could go off and he could he could throw like a madman and if he's just on and just whipping that puppy around, sure, they could win. Absolutely. But I I one hundred
1: percent believe that
0: Michigan is going to win this game.
1: Uh yeah, I'm I'm this hasn't been the weird thing about Michigan this season for the first time in my life. I've never really been worried about any outside of the Ohio state game, like not worried about Penn state, not even worried about Michigan state. I usually am like, Oh gosh. And then Illinois was, you were, you were worried about Purdue at halftime. I was concerned.
0: You were worried about Purdue at halftime. You were like, you're not worried. And I was like, no, what did I say to you? Okay,
1: fine. You know what? that's just that's just me getting into the game but Mm -hmm. on the on the flip side it's like it it, i'll I'll compare it this way it wasn't like a worried like the the runs that the detroit tigers had in in like the early 2010s it's where it's like every pitch is pressure you're at the edge of your seat and it's like this game could go either way like With like Michigan, it's like they it's it was it was a worriness like that they should win this game. I believe they can he says Tigers
0: people, he's talking about the Detroit Tigers, the baseball team. For those of you don't know, that's what my he's a massive Tigers fan. Unfortunately. Not the LSU Tigers. No, 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 no. Okay. No. No. Nobody understood what you were saying. Yeah,
1: they do. Freaking they're not idiots. Are you saying your viewers are dumb? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, I am saying you're dumb, 100%. You're dumb and mean. It is you. No,
1: you're dumb and mean. So, Mm. But regardless, it was a nervousness of like, they should be winning this game, but they're not winning it more comfortably, but still like, think they're going to win. Regardless, did I just backtrack a bunch of times? Who cares? I don't. But like, it's been this like subtle confidence sort of a thing and like a loss or like it wouldn't be like the end, even with the Illinois game. It's like, technically this game doesn't really mean anything. It's not the end of the world.
0: Um, it's even different from last year's
1: Michigan team. Like
0: last year's Michigan team, we didn't have those expectations. Like we didn't have it, it, in every game. You were just like, Oh my gosh, we won. Holy cow. You know? And, and I understand what you're saying because this year has felt different yeah. this year. There are major, major expectations. Right. For this year's team,
1: But on the, on the flip side, um, it's been the same kind of story. Like we said teams stick with them in the first half and then they just get obliterated in the second that's what happened in the second half of the ohio state game the big 10 championship um and penn state as well penn state had a lead at halftime and then michigan came out and dominated the rest of that game um so uh, the big thing is the scheme that tcu runs defensively tcu has a front three they run that weird three like three five five or something like that i don't i know I, that doesn't does that add up yes that does add up so they run a three five five and that may work in the big 12 but as we've seen as michigan fans when rich rod came in here and he he recruited these small fast defensive oh linemen it, oh it it was detrimental teams would rush for 6 billion yards a game. And Mm -hmm. last time I checked, what Michigan wants to do every game is run the ball. And they run it so much that it's we're sitting at our TVs yelling and screaming, do something else, please. But they've got a process. It's monotonous, and they just wear and tear you down.
0: How many times, like pre-show this year, after a, a michigan game did i tell like you and you and alex nobody else watched that game like that michigan game was so boring yeah. like we are the only people but, who watch that's it. the thing like, it's like it most boring football. it's
1: like levels like if they don't have to go to that next level they're not going like to.
0: the michigan here's a perfect perfect example that michigan michigan state game was not a fun game to watch. Yeah. Like, if you re-watch the highlights of that game, it was so boring. Michigan State didn't move the ball at all. I, I mean, I think they had, like, two drives where they moved the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they scored one touchdown, and that was it. But it was like, Michigan State did, like, Michigan didn't do anything other than kick field goals. And it was just, it was so boring, but it's like, Michigan wins. Yeah. When, when the game goes that way, and then, and then we finally got to see in two different occasions against the two best opponents that Michigan has played all year in Penn State and Ohio State when they needed to win a game in an exciting and, like, holy cow fashion, they did it both right. times. Came back out in the second half against Penn State and absolutely eviscerated.
1: That was a fun game
0: to watch. In the second half. Yeah. yeah. And then in, in the second half, coming out from behind against Ohio State, they had already solidified themselves in the pass game, continued to successfully pass the ball in that second half, and also had major plays in the run game. So, I agree. I it just, I just don't think TCU matches up well. It's
1: it's and that I scheme. It's that scheme because yeah. if you're if you are going to, Sonny Dykes has been on record saying we are going to stop unless they can bend unless they can bend and don't break. If
0: TCU can keep Michigan out of the end zone consistently, and I, I mean like consistently, consistently, it, it's, uh, it's, you, it's like if you give up,
1: if you give up five field goals, you're you're probably you're doing real well. It's a it's a it's a Big Twelve defense. Big Twelve defenses yeah. they they want they want to get in They're a trap meet. They want to get in a yeah. meet with you.
0: Michigan won't let them, and Michigan's gonna Michigan's gonna take the. T- the end of that game is going to be the time of possession. You're going to be like, how is that possible? Like, no, you can't have the ball for that And long. I'm nervous. But they it, did. This is what I'm just talking about. Win. I'm
1: nervous that I'm this confident going into a college football semifinal game because I've seen so many times things just not happen. Even in the final or the elite eight in the COVID year where Michigan's facing UCLA as the 11th seed. And it's like, they're going to go to the final four. And then... Look, doesn't happen. So, like, there's a, mm-hmm. a part of me that's like, you can't. This is a good team. Like, you don't just win yeah. twelve. How many games they win? They won twelve games. You don't just win twelve games on accident. Thirteen. You, no, I'm talking about TCU. 13. Michigan won. Oh, oh, oh yes. You don't just win twelve games by accident. And they could. Uh, a couple of them they won. Okay, but and they could have closed on. Accident. And you could make the argument if they didn't have to play Kansas State again, they would have won the big the Big Twelve because. Beating a team twice in one year is difficult to do, and they lost by three on a neutral site. So, like, this is still a good team, but as far as the matchup goes, I I just think Michigan checks off just about every box.
0: They're better in all three phases. Yeah. So, I I, I know that that's that's quite a bit, and, we you know, we spent a lot of time on that, but obviously, I mean, two biggest games of the year for the Big Ten thus far. Um, You know, you're in the playoff. And, and as huge as that Michigan-Ohio State game was, um, and as massive as it was for the Big Ten, uh, I mean, these games are bigger. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. you you're, you're trying to play for a national championship. So, um, absolutely massive games coming up. We are going to move into the picks. And we've got them. We've got him for you. We have we have Alex's, so we'll give you Alex's as we go, even though we don't want to because we don't like him. He's And we can say that because he's not here. And smelly. He's the worst. And I hope he never comes back to the bar. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, then. we can't no, do this yeah. by ourselves. No, no, There's no, no way.
1: No, no, no. This is already a disaster. <laughs> we love you, Alex. No, we love you, Alex. Come like back, okay.
0: please. <laughs> okay, so the first matchup is... Is uh, this is on December 29th. We've got the bad boy bowl.
1: No, say it right, it's the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. Okay, this is my favorite. This is my favorite, just weird bowl game.
0: I think it's so great for you. Minnesota is playing Syracuse and they are favored
1: by 10 and a half points. That seems like a massive, massive line, but. Also, uh, Syracuse's running back is declaring for the draft and foregoing the bowl game, and that's a big deal. And I I haven't heard anything from Ibrahim. Um, I would assume Tanner Morgan, if is healthy, is playing in this game, Um, which would explain the massive line here. Uh, Give me Minnesota. Okay. I'm gonna take
0: Syracuse. That's fine. And take a dub, take a dub from both of you right off. The I rip. need to, I need to gain ground.
1: Ten and a half. That's a lot to cover. Actually, you know what? Do it. You won't. Coward. You're a coward. Do it.
0: I am gonna take. Yeah. Minnesota. I am gonna take Minnesota. I, I if Moe Ibrahim plays, they should beat Syracuse by a lot. by two touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he plays, but. We shall see. All right. Number two, we move into the Duke's Mayo bowl. The second favorite non-big bowl game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maryland versus NC State. NC State favored by one point. Uh, dude, this is the game that we've been talking about all year. We want to see Maryland. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Alex is taking Minnesota minus 10.5. Yeah, you said ahead. that
1: we said that he's. We said that earlier. This is the game that we've been talking about really? for Minnesota like all year. It's like okay, they're maybe not matched up well for the Big Ten, but they could be matched up well against an ACC school. That being said, NC State was one of the better ACC schools, um, and I think Viola is a pretty decent player, and I think he he would perform mm-hmm. well in this game. I'm gonna take Maryland to win outright and it's puts a one point spread so that it's not really that much of a statement. But I think Maryland wins this game.
0: I, I really think that when it comes to like bowl games and especially like meaningless ones, if you have a really, really good skill player playing that helps you out a lot. Yeah. And I think Tonga Vialoa is that. So I'm gonna take i am I'm gonna take Maryland plus the point. Yeah. Um I definitely I, I, I mean this one's really close for me, just like just like the the Syracuse, but <laughs> Syracuse, Minnesota, but uh, I'll I'll take Maryland. Um, and Alex is also taking. Wow, we're we're all in lockstep for these first mm-hmm. two Maryland sweeps as well. So let us move on to the wow, Verbo. What are these Verbo Festival? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We'll, we'll save the we'll save those two for okay. us. We've got the uh, on January second the relay, rely quest rely a, rely a quest bowl. Illinois versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State minus one. Um, Illinois is not going to have Chase not, Brown. They're they not going to have either of the Brown Chase brothers. Brown. Okay, so no Chase Brown in this game. And they are one-point underdogs against Mississippi State. Um, He's the lifeblood of that team. It just, man, Mississippi State ain't good. And Illinois' defense, I'd be really interested to see what the over-under is on this game. But Illinois' defense is really good. Ugh. I I hate to
1: do this, but I'm going to take Mississippi State minus one think mississippi state wins this field. smart man i'm taking mississippi state too they just Illinois' offense without brown doesn't doesn't move the needle for me their defense is tough but you just did lose your defensive coordinator he's not going to be in the game obviously um so uh, just and this is this is uh this is mississippi state's uh tribute game for coach Leech. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be extra motivated. So I I, I there's no way uh, Mississippi State loses this game at all. Yeah,
0: I don't think so either. Alex also taking Mississippi State. We are nine nine picks deep and we've all picked the exact same thing. How lovely. Okay, so let's move on to the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Purdue versus LSU. LSU minus 14 and a half. Which, by the way, is a bigger spread than the Michigan Purdue game? It, it, is Purdue missing a bunch of players? Oh, what's oh, going
1: oh, on. you don't, you haven't heard? No, no Aiden O'Connell, no Payne Durham, oh boy, no Charlie Jones, oh boy. um, oh boy. and no number one cornerback for them. So, okay, so I'm gonna
0: take LSU minus 14, they might win
1: by 30. They will. This is going to be. Uh, uh, this is this is so sad for all the Purdue fans. Wow. Like uh, you had you had your wow. you know your extra home game in Indianapolis against Michigan, dude.
0: Aiden, if I'm Aiden O'Connell, there's a zero percent chance I play in this game. They have one of the best edge rushers in the country. And he's not at LSU, and he is going to murder whoever is in that court. El- Purdue might not score in this game.
1: Well, they still have Maccabee. He'll be okay. there, and then Walters will be coaching. And Drew Brees is an interim offensive coordinator for this game. Okay. Cool. No, I'm just uh, Ethan. Shut up. I, I'm just I'm I'm just saying they are completely decimated.
0: <laughs> they really are. Like, Yikes. Okay, so we're all picking all the same picks. This is riveting stuff. All right, we've got the Rose Bowl on January second, Penn State versus
1: Utah. Utah. Minus two and a half. Um man, I think this is gonna be a really good game. Usually the Rose Bowl is really good. Um this might be one of the best bowl games of bowl season. Uh, I wanna take Penn State. I really do because this this game Do it. Do it. Uh, Utah is so tough though. Cause this game this game would mean more for a legacy for Penn State if they win, as opposed to Utah, if they would win. Like, it would be more detrimental to Penn State if they lost. And Alex and I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago um, than if Utah lost this game. Uh, but they have Cameron Rising. They ha- they clearly have the better quarterback. Um, but also, Penn State's got some pretty dynamic skill position players that are playing in this game. They're missing a few guys from the team, but also they have a lot of guys that are coming back for their senior season. That we did not expect. Give me Penn State. I'll just go. I'll just go. I'll go Big Ten. Go Big Ten. Penn State wins okay. this game.
0: Alex is also taking Penn State plus two and a half. We finally have a difference. I will take Utah minus two and a half. I think that Utah being favored in this game tells you a lot about what Vegas thinks Utah is and how legit that win. is against that second win against USC was. Um, so I I think that – I think Utah wins. I think they're the better team. Defensively, um, I do think there, there are some chances for Penn State to give them fits, and I do think this is re- going to be a really good game. Sure. But I think I- I'm going to take Utah minus two and a half. Okay, so okay. let's move over so- to –
1: Let's move over to the playoff. No, we got one right, more. So we, we, did, got we didn't We did do the Music City Bowl. Oh, I don't have it I on I skipped here. it. All right, let me do one. it because clearly you don't know how to read. Uh, the TransPerfect yeah. Music City Bowl on December 31st between your Iowa Hawkeyes and Kentucky Wildcats. Now, this may be a shock to you. The Iowa Hawkeyes are the favorites in this game at minus two. Will mm-hmm. Levis is not playing for Kentucky, and they mm. have a quadriplegic at quarterback for Iowa. Um, so, take your pick.
0: Um, I'm gonna take oh, Will Levis not playing is like so huge. I'm I'm gonna take Iowa minus two. These bowl games are impossible to pick with all these players not playing. It's so stupid. But I am going to – you know what's been, like, the best bet so far right. for bowl games? Unders. Because defensive players play and offensive players sit. So, I I just – I – with, with Levitt's not playing, it's such a big blow to Kentucky. I have no idea who their backup is. I'm, I'm just going to take I I'm going to trust – I'm going to trust in Vegas and say that they know what they're talking about making Iowa a favorite in this game, and I'm going to take Iowa minus two.
1: Taking Kentucky, I don't trust Iowa's offense at all. Okay. And okay, uh, uh, just uh, this game. This game might. I, I think it opened as the lowest over under. It was like thirty something. And they're um, Alex is also taking Kentucky. Bless yeah. you. There might there so, might be seven points there. scored in this game. Or less. Maybe. Or less. Which yeah. is just okay, horrible. so
0: now we get to move on to the big games. So four o'clock Eastern, December thirty-first, Michigan TCU squaring off in the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta. It is Currently, Michigan minus seven and a half. Al, or cor, Alex is Alex is taking Michigan minus seven and a half. You are taking whom?
1: I'm taking Michigan seven and a half. If if these past three weeks have shown me anything, or their past three games is now that they figured out how to win in some adversity, they won an ugly game against Illinois and then they come back and beat a rival like they did and then essentially the same story for the big 10 championship they're going to get close it's going to be close at some point but michigan's toughness skill scheme whatever you want to call it is going to win out and they're just going to suffocate tcu in the second half
0: too many too many differences in in the trenches I think Michigan just wears TCU out by the end of this game. And if this line falls to seven, and I know you're like, it's a half point. Yeah, well, it's a touchdown, so it's a big deal. But if this line falls to seven, put your mortgage on it. um, I'm taking Michigan minus seven and a half. All day. All day. All right, so finally, the second game of the playoff Georgia taking on Ohio State in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Alex says that he is going to take Georgia minus six and a half. Ale- or Corey, what say you?
1: We're going to really see how tough Ohio State is in this in this game. They've been their manhood has been questioned, their toughness has been questioned, their everything about Ohio State football has been questioned over since the Michigan game. Um, and arguably, a team that is tougher, maybe better, but of an equal, at least, at the very least, uh, opponent level uh, to Michigan is Georgia. Uh, I think it's going to be some. I think these two games are going to be very similar. It's going to be close in the first half, and then the better team is going to pile drive the other and plus i just do not want to see ohio state again i know it's like oh you already you pulled her pants down on their home field i don't want to i don't want to have to play any team twice in one year let alone ohio state so georgia please just do this please win please for america for the people i think georgia covers i would
0: i would rather play ohio state than georgia i'm just gonna say that
1: (laughs) Right well, <laughs> maybe maybe oh, that'll get Michigan extra motivated because they got their pants pulled down last year.
0: So I – man, well, yeah, you kind of want to slay both Giants in one season, don't yeah. you? You kind of want to beat the team that beat you in last year's playoff. Anyways, um, man, I think that six-and-a-half number is real strange. There's got to be a ton of money getting poured in on Georgia – just doesn't make a ton of sense to me why Georgia's not a bigger favorite. And for that reason, I am going to take Ohio State plus six and a half. Um I I could see a situation where Georgia ends up like, how in the world could I ever have taken Ohio State plus six and a half? Like, you know, the game is just they win by twenty yep. or something like that. But Something tells me that this game is going to be real close, um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the team who's getting the points. I think that's what you want to do when you think a game's going to be real close. You take the teams. You take the team that's going to be getting points. So that's what I'm going to do in this situation. I will take Ohio State plus the six and a half, and we shall see, folks. That's all you're getting from us. Those are the that's picks. It. Those are the games. We will have another episode before the championship game. Um which maybe there will be two Big Ten teams in it. Maybe there will be Perhaps. one. Maybe there will be maybe there will be zero sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all uh, cry together. That's right. So uh thank you guys for joining in. Don't forget to check out check us out on the socials if you haven't already give us a follow. Um like comment Uh, we, you know, we've started a news segment where we answer your questions. So if you have any questions, go ahead and pop them on the Insta. We'll have that up later in the week. Thank you all so much. Peace.